Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about Apollo 13. James Lovell of Apollo 8 left for the moon with Fred W. Hayes Jr. and John L. Swigert Jr. on April 11, 1970. The first two days went so smoothly that Capcom Joe Kerwin commented, The spacecraft is in real good shape as far as we are concerned. We're bored to tears down here. Nine hours later, James Lovell and his crew finished a nearly one-hour television broadcast. The commander closed the program with, This is the crew of Apollo 13, wishing everybody there a nice evening, and we're just about ready to close our inspection of the lunar module and get back for a pleasant evening in the command module. Good night. Oxygen tank number two blew up nine minutes later. Number one followed as the astronauts heard a sharp bang and felt a strong vibration. Jack Swigert noticed a warning light and told ground control, Houston, we've had a problem here. The light indicated that Apollo 13's fuel cells were lost, cells that provided most of the spacecraft's electricity. At 200,000 miles from Earth, with their oxygen tanks leaking into space, the situation looked grim. The astronauts and Houston ground controllers decided to depend on the lunar module systems for survival. According to NASA, completely new procedures had to be written and tested in the simulator before being passed up to the crew. The LEM was equipped for a 45-hour lifetime, not the 90 required to get the crew home alive. Fortunately, it did contain enough oxygen reserves for the men. The astronauts shut down all non-critical systems and reduced their energy consumption to one-fifth. Physically, they had to make adjustments as well, cutting back on their water usage because their spacesuits had limited storage for body wastes. They ate little, mostly hot dogs and wet pack foods, and they became dehydrated. Altogether, the three astronauts lost a total of 31 and a half pounds, and Fred Hayes became seriously ill with a bladder infection. It didn't help him when the temperature in the cabin plummeted to 38 degrees Fahrenheit, with the walls oozing condensation. The world held its breath, waiting to see whether this would be the first time men would be lost in space, or if they would burn up when the spacecraft re-entered the Earth's atmosphere. The movie Apollo 13 showed how the mission control specialists used ingenuity and duct tape to return the astronauts safely. What it left out was the prayers that surely counted for a great deal. The watching world prayed in the tongues of many languages as banner headlines proclaimed the astronauts' plight. Moonshot life and death drama crippled Apollo races against time. At Chicago's Wrigley Field, comedian Milton Berle told the somber spectators, If I may be serious for one moment and ask the entire audience for a moment of prayer for the crewmen of the Apollo 13, we'll hold silence for a moment, please.
He removed his hat as thousands of Cubs fans joined his earnest prayer for the astronaut's safe return. At the Vatican, Pope Paul VI offered prayers for Lovell, Hayes, and Swigert, while Orthodox Jews in prayer shawls appealed to God on their behalf at Jerusalem's Wailing Wall. Those prayers and millions more were said on April 17th as the world listened tensely to the astronauts prepare for re-entry. As the time neared for them to attempt a splashdown, Commander Lovell thanked everyone at ground control, concluding, You have a good bedside manner. No one listening could help but wonder if those would be among his final words. As the craft hurled toward Earth moments later, it was engulfed by searing flames. The anxious ground control contingent wondered if the heat shield would hold up to the punishing temperatures. The radio blackout lasted a total of three minutes, an excruciatingly slow and tense time. Even if the shield worked, there was great anxiety over whether the craft would splash down. If its beacons didn't work, Apollo 13 could not be visible to its rescuers amidst the vast Pacific Ocean's whitecaps. Three minutes came and went, and there was no sign of the spacecraft. Suddenly, rescuers pointed and yelled, There they are! They made it! They made it! An ocean of tears splashed down along with the astronauts as applause reverberated around the world. Humanity's thank you to God, who is above and beyond the zenith of human technology and science. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories from American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.